Welcome to another edition of the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about regret. I am your host, Bobby Pease, and join me is my favorite gamer on the go, Mr. Chase Kinnicky. Chase, how are you? Uh, I'm well. Thank you, Bobby, for asking. Yeah. What's new? Um, hmm. Nothing much is new. Well, I mean, we did we did leave the last show on kind of a cliffhanger uh, <sighs> in the that I have played God of War. I, I believe that will come up later in the show, but that was uh, no, was probably a not. Fun little thing to do. <laughs> what? What, what the <laughs> hell was that? Who is that? <laughs> who are you? Uh, who am I? Yes. First of all, how dare you, <laughs> Johnny? I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's me. It's Johnny Imazich. Hey, back from the dead. Back from the dead. Nobody asked for yeah, it, but, but like, you're going to you, get it. You've been on the show. Like, yeah, I was on the like, show with you, times. Chase, and it was yes. an enjoyable, fun experience. We had good conversations, <laughs> and now uh, we're all able to do this together again. And yeah. I, you know, am regretting some decisions that I've made. Hence, hence the word of the day. Yes. Um, but yeah, like circle circumstances have now uh, allowed the mm-hmm. gang to be back together we've got all three casual hour hosts and that is that's the plan going forward so yeah we'll see, we'll see if we can get back into all this in time for bag. episode 100 yeah that's right congratulations guys yes it's a big deal this Johnny's thing that back. you guys started and then hey. dragged me into is is actually gone gone the yeah distance. You know, Johnny, uh, I, I hope you come back and you see uh, what a great co-host really looks like. And I hope that you take some fucking notes tonight on on the type of top-notch individual that Chase Kinnicky is and what he brings to this show week in and week out. Now, <laughs> it's interesting you say that. <laughs> because yeah. Is this mutiny already? <laughs> Bobby... You're out. I'm not out. <laughs> You're not the deciding vote. I I own the stock of the show. When you left, I bought that out. Oh, You're not when I st- left? You're not going to Steve Jobs when I left. this one. All right, this is going to be terrible to come back and listen to when we, in like 20 years, and we go, oh, we should listen to our 100th episode. We're all going to hate Hey, each no, other. seriously, all joking aside, Johnny, I'm thrilled to have you back on the show. Um, I wish we, I could say I was thrilled to be here, Bobby. I really do. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll get going into it. Uh, tonight, it's good to see you, though, Chase. Yeah. Gents, we got uh, okay. a lot to discuss tonight. Primarily, a shit ton of games that we've been up to over the last week. Uh, the last episode was a cliffhanger, Chase. And mm-hmm. I, think I didn't finish you, last you week's have, episode. Both of you, you've had some shenanigans going on that I don't really care for. And we left the last episode literally with you telling me, I'm playing God of War, bye. And And that was it. That was it. That's all that needs to be said, really. Well, no. No, that's not Chase played a game that he wasn't planning on playing because he was pressured into it by his friends. And uh, I'm going to guess that while he enjoyed the experience, he's not as enthusiastic about it as a couple of the other people on the show, maybe. Wow, that sounds like you've talked to me about it before. <laughs> well, I would say um, that two of the people yeah. on the show, Johnny's beaten that game already. So where's your enthusiasm? Yeah. So is this um, 
Where is this at in your top five of all time? Because there's like 15 games that are on there now. Bobby. No, well, that's that's bad math, Johnny. That's bad math. I mean, it seems like every game you play, like, oh, guys, the Animal right, Crossing let's... game on iOS, top five of all time, guys. Let's when was the last time I said an iOS on... game was in top five? <laughs> all right, children, let's get this slightly back on the rails here. Uh, yes, uh, I've been playing God of War, which is a game that you two have also been playing. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, Bobby, when we had Pierce on, and yes. you were talking through God of War. I think that was the first week you started talking, or maybe the second week. And uh, you sold it pretty well. Like Pierce, Pierce talked about how he was thinking of picking it up the game, and, and then uh, after talking to you, that's what he ended up doing. And then I thought, well, I guess I, I should give it a shot. And, uh, and yeah, it's... It, like Johnny said, I, I think it is a good game. Uh, probably one of the better games that will come out in 2018. But it's it's not really a, a chase game. So it's it's yeah. not necessarily in my wheelhouse. But not I, enough anime. I've enjoyed it nonetheless. <laughs> well, mm, I don't know. There's I mean, there's a little bit of stuff in this game. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that very first fight against Baldur is, uh, is pretty anime. Yeah, that's so. You kind of hit it on the head there, um, and you know we don't have to spend a ton of time on this game again, Chase. But I just want to say, like, well, I got nothing to talk about then. <laughs> what's new? So, um, so Johnny, did you, did you actually finish it? Yeah. No, I, I haven't had a chance tonight. Okay, but you're you're right up to. The I'm really end. close. Yeah, uh, from where where you've told us, uh, you are you're you're pretty. Yeah, I, close. I, 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 I don't think wish... we need to talk about the ending anyway. No. On here, no. but I think. I would want to do that. I, I think we could talk about some spoilers, talk about some middle late game stuff. Sure. And, and just to give us something different to talk about than the things Bobby's been frankly spewing over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So so we'll get get some new opinions and some Yeah, put a, some new a spoiler break in there. I hope for people yeah. listening. So let's let's just put that in there now. We're yeah. going we're going to talk about the mid game of of God of War. And probably, probably everything right up to the ending, because uh, that's the only part Johnny hasn't played. So, if we if we finish this podcast early enough, I will complete it tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, that does word. this podcast no good. <laughs> uh, so Chase, you finished it. I finished it. Johnny, do you want to say exactly where you're at, just so we can kind of get a good idea? I am in the middle. Thing? I'm in the middle of the final boss fight. Okay. At least that's what I assume okay. is happening right now. Yeah. Um, so I've experienced most of the game. Uh, there's still lots of side quests I haven't finished yet. Um, I, mostly because I, I, I just want to see the story through. And I enjoy the combat enough that I'll probably go back and do those Valkyrie fights. And uh, finish running uh, errands and favors for the different people. Uh, yeah, let's around. talk about the combat a little bit more because y- you said you like it. Uh, it mm-hmm. never really clicked for me a hundred percent, so uh, especially in the early game. Like I, I had the axe and found myself just throwing the axe and bringing it back time and time again. Um, it's and very satisfying, and it, it's a satisfying throw. It's a sat. It's satisfying that it has some delay when it comes back. It it feels good from a from a game sense, but. The actual combat itself, I wasn't liking because I felt myself falling into these patterns of, 
well, it's safer just to stay outside and throw the axe and bring it back and throw the axe and bring it back. And I would never get in and actually. Oh, you got to get in there, get your hands dirty, back. man. No, but it, it, there was no incentive for me to do that. It's more like, fun. Uh, that's the incentive. It's more fun to, to get weird with it. That's not that's not good enough for me. Throw I, the axe, freeze a dude, go punch another guy with your face until you can hit R three, mm-hmm. and then yeah, it just See, that that just never worked for me. I would man. I would spam arrows from Atreus. I would use the I would throw the axe a lot, but I was I was not incentivized to get up close. What I really wanted from this game because the I really hate the health in this game too, where where you have to actually find the health stones. I would love if this game took Doom's glory kills. If that's what the the uh, R3 stuff uh, would, would lead to a, a glory kill kind of thing. Because then it would incentivize you to jump in, get in there, do these attacks so you can rip people apart and then get that health that way. I, I think that would have made a lot of sense. Especially because in that very first fight against Balder, you're both fighting each other and... and getting bloodied and battered and they just regenerate themselves and and balder has it built into his character but kratos is doing it too in that first quick time eventy cutsceney combat stuff and i'm over here going well, wait a minute why am i picking up health stones now if he can just regenerate at these different times yeah and i, I mean, just found i think that's fair uh, I think I know it regenerates when you're in Spartan Rage. It does regenerate when you're in Spartan Rage, and there's. I think a you have to be doing damage, though, right? Uh, it's still like if you're if you're not doing damage, you're not necessarily like depleting the bar. So I think it's kind of <coughs> a trade-off there with how that works. Um, I will say there is a Talesman. I think I told you this offline. It's not. I mean, you can upgrade it. It does a decent enough job, but it does essentially bring your health back. But then there's a recharge on it. So like, I completely get what you're saying. They, they kind of show you what is or what could be as you later find out. Um, I can't help but think that that mechanic was maybe on discussion at some point in time out there with those guys at Santa Monica. Like maybe they're going to bring that into it. But looking at how the game plays out and all that other shit, I can't help but feel that it would break all of like some of the core fundamentals of the, the combat in that game to bring in uh, rejuvenating health. Maybe, but I think it also breaks it for me to just stand back and throw axes all day long. Sure. And and I understand that there are enemies that don't let you do that. There are enemies that have shields and things, but there's still ways of getting around that while just staying away the whole time. You can shoot arrows with Atreus that will shock them or, or explode a little bit and then use use the axe to open them up uh, on the outside too. So my, my problem was that I could just never find a reason to go in on anybody and then uh here's where kind of the big spoiler stuff starts happening once i got the blades of chaos things got better i i won't say they ever completely clicked but they got way better in that i'm now switching between axe and blades blades have more of a range to their attack uh and that i'm able to use the different runic attacks and use them in tandem like I, I use the blade runic attack and then I switch to the axe and use that attack and then I can switch back to the blades and by that time it's it's probably recharged almost all the way and I was I was finding a way better balance closer to the end of the game but it, it just 
painted it so clearly to me on how I how much I really didn't like the combat at the beginning. It, I was a little uh, disheveled when the blade showed up, and uh, I thought, oh, this is going to be a moment where you take them uh, for this particular part of the game where you have to go and fight a creature that your axe is useless against. And I was like, okay, it's a temporary thing. And then when I realized that, oh, no, this is built into it, there was a moment of a little frustration um, because I, I have such an affinity for the axe. Like, I love everything about the combat. I love the weight that the axe brings. And then when I realized that, okay, this is a whole new set of skills that you can upgrade, this is going to uh, bring in some really neat puzzling aspects as well. Like, it started to click a little bit, and it became, to your point, more fluid. It completely pulled me out of my element when it first happened, though. And it's not that I didn't like the mechanics of them. Quite, Quite frankly, I think that they did a phenomenal job of making that weapon work in this setting of, of God of War. And uh, it is rewarding. Like, it's there's a time and a place for it, man. Like, absolutely. Clearing out some of those creatures and critters, like, I think it's it's really great. But I was uh, in the camp that that was a little bit the shelf by that whenever it first showed up. And, again, like, I don't have a history with God of War, so I didn't have waves of nostalgia coming over me when I saw those. Like, I can respect, and I've talked to people who do have that, and it was a really powerful moment for them to, to go back to it. But for me, as a, a newcomer to the game, I was happy to experience them, I guess, in retrospect. But it wasn't what I was looking for in that moment. Mm. Now, I had a question for you. Because what okay. Johnny summarized at the beginning of the show, I kind of theorized with him offline as well. Is that if you do decide to play this game you're definitely not going to maybe have the pull to it that Johnny and myself have had. And that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. It's I'm honestly a little shocked that you like it as much as you do like it. And I was curious, like, because combat's a huge draw to this game. Like, that's one of the biggest selling points from where I've been reading all the reviews is, oh, my God, the combat's so great. I know that mm-hmm. you are a huge guy on, well, I don't know if you're huge on it, but you enjoy mythology to a certain degree. Yeah, totally. And this game dabbles in mythology and takes some liberties with mythology. I just want to know, like, where do you land and, like, how do you find yourself liking it? Like, what do you like about this game? What drew you into it to keep beating it? Yeah, I mean, I, I do love the mythology stuff. I, I like Greek mythology more, so mm-hmm. some of some of that is also in here because of, of Kratos' origins. Uh, and it makes me wish that I had played more of the original trio of god of war games i only played a little bit of the first one and then i played <laughs> the first psp game chains of olympus Ooh, which I hear that's you know it, uh no it's it's great actually it was, okay. it was a totally fine game and then ghost of sparta is the the sequel to that one i they're both solid games um but i i never really played much of the original trilogy but what i remember seeing and hearing and watching from from my time uh of knowing the original series, the original trilogy, there's so much Greek stuff that's packed in there. Mm-hmm. And it all takes liberties for sure, but there's so much in there. The, there are harpies and hydras and, and uh, minotaurs, and just, these are just the small or mid-bosses that you're fighting, plus then you have the whole pantheon of gods and the titans and all the stuff that's going on there. And that that's really 
awesome to me. That is, that's what would draw me into that is, oh, I want to see what they make Apollo look like. I want to see what, what Zeus looks like in this mm-hmm. world. I want to see how Athena works. I want to see what the Aegis looks like. Uh, I, I just, I want to know all these things and, and see the interpretations. And while I'm not as well versed in Norse mythology, I think watching some of these Marvel movies with Thor in it, and, and obviously that is a very... Makes you an expert. Oh, yeah. totally. Uh, it, that's a very skewed version of the mythology. And then also from... <laughs> yeah, Two Human wasn't very good, <laughs> so I didn't play a whole lot of that. Lot of but it was, it, it was about Norse mythology, in a way. So I, I don't have a ton of uh, thoughts about Norse mythology, but I was excited to, to play God of War and see... You know what Thor looks like, what Odin looks like, what Loki looks like, how how they deal with, uh, you know the the world serpent and Nidhogg and um, like Fenrir the 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 big wolf. It's like oh, I want to see I want to see what these things look like, and you you don't you don't really get to see all that much. There's there's some stuff in there for sure. I mean you you do fight Balder. And then you fight Balder of Balder's Gate theme, and then and then you fight Balder. You fight Balder a lot in this game, <laughs> and yeah. and that's kind of it. And he never felt like a final boss to me. And and I know that's where Johnny is right now, so I'm not going to talk much more about it. But I was expecting someone else to show up. I was I was expecting Thor. I, I talked so game. much about Thor in that game. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, and and I was expecting to see Odin or something like that, but but they talk about these characters so much in the game, these these gods, and then just nothing really happens with it. You fight Thor's sons, and it's like I don't know who these fuckers are. I don't care. Yeah, you, uh, I, I want to see murder their asses, and then Thor's the gonna the God, God of War think, Two, Thor's revenge. I, I think that there's a good point there, and here's just like my quick hot take on that is that. To your points earlier about Marvel and all this shit, I mean, like, we've had Thor for a decade. And so I think that well, very few people had Balder or something new with that particular part of mythology. And so, like, for me especially, like, I enjoy Norse mythology and being able to see some of those things. Like, I wanted to see more to your point, Chase, but I do feel there's also kind of this um, lingering feeling of what's out there, like, what's watching this, like, we wanted nothing to do with any of those guys and they just kind of knocked on our door literally when we started this endeavor and now we're literally murdering sons of gods and I think there's just this really heavy weight of like there's something coming yeah totally Uh, absolutely I I get that but my my problem was even the smaller stuff like with, with the Greek mythology you have all these different things that you can fight and from from the minotaurs and centaurs and all that kind of stuff and in this i'm just i'm fighting another zombie dude i yeah they're droggers and droggers i i remember that from skyrim and that is a norse thing that these kind of zombie things but you just it's just a lot of droggers in different forms oh this drogger wears armor this this drogger can fly this drogger does those other things like, jesus christ i uh, that was a dark elf, actually. Oh, right, sure, yeah. There's yeah, those things are great. fucking annoying. Yeah, they, they didn't. They feel different in the combat, but they just didn't look that different to me, and that that was kind of a, a disappointment. 
for for me anyway. So, so Johnny, where are you yeah. at with all this? Um, I mean, overall, it's it's either the best or the second best game I played this year. You know, between that and and Monster Hunter, and I can hear Chase audibly rolling his eyes over there at me. Well, I, I it's, um, it's more that you're giving Bobby Guff that that every game is in his top five, and you're out here <laughs> making no making this year, this too. year. Not I, I know, I know, but you're you're still making making big claims. I've, it's like one of the three new games I played this year. Um, Thanks, Chase. <clears> I appreciate <throat> that's the, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Keep, um, keeping them honest. <laughs> look, I mean, it's it's a really well-made game. Uh, visually, it's very striking. Um, I think that to take a, a character that I did not give a fart in the wind about yeah. before I, I started and, you know, to, to make me care about the journey he's on with his son to spread his dead wife's ashes... Um, how you know, has it's, this been for you as a father? I mean, it's it's relatable on some levels, but also I'm not a god, so. Well, totally. No, I get that, but I mean, um, no Kratos. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yes, for goddamn sure. Uh, um, I mean, has there been anything that's like resonated a little bit with you in playing? I mean, there's just the things that you have to teach your children, and you know. Um, yeah, just it's it's. I don't know. Like as a dad, yeah. Like with a young son who I'm trying to to raise up and and be a a good person when he grows up, and you know I don't have the flawed past that Kratos does by any means, but there's certainly things that I did when I was younger that I wouldn't necessarily want my son to do. Um, but I mean, it, it it's not the most affecting part of this for me. Have you, it's, it's, have you stopped calling him Jude and only referred to him as boy yet? Yeah, I we went down to the courthouse and legally changed his name to Boy. Boy Amazich. Boy Amazich. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, let's, let's button Bobby, this up. Bobby, how, how did you feel about Atreus? Because I thought there's there's a certain portion of this game where Atreus becomes a little asshole. Yeah, and absolutely. And we it definitely relate to that. It doesn't really make <laughs> sense to me uh, because it, it feels like a hey, my kid's going through puberty, um, teenage years. Now he's starting to snap back, and and then finally he kind of wises up near the end of the game and, and goes back I, to to being more of that innocent kid. But then he has some mm-hmm. of the, the knowledges. That but my, before you answer, my problem is. This game takes place over the course of a day. Yeah. There's no because because it is all this one continuous camera shot, which I think is fucking lame. Um, but because of that, you never see them go to sleep. You never see well, you do eventually, but um, you you never see them camp out. You never see yeah. the day turn into night. It's just it, it has to happen over this. 40 plus hour day depending on how long you're playing it um, and and just at one stretch during that day atreus becomes a dick yeah man like so i don't have any kids but i'm an uncle a couple times over 
uh, I've gotten to, to hang out with Johnny's son a few times, uh, quite a few times actually. And, um, I've been around kids. I wasn't enough. invited. You weren't. Uh, I've been around kids enough to know that like anything can empower them. Anything like they can see something and immediately think that's very relatable. <clears throat> like overall, my, my thing with Atreus, like I really appreciated, um, just how he, how he was so out of my way when I needed him to be, but in my way, like in the best way possible in the game at times. Like he wasn't a distraction by any means as an NPC normally would be. Um, the part that you're talking about, I'm like, all right, man, like I get it. Like you've been empowered because you've heard for the first time in your life something that is you're more than just a kid in a cottage with an absent father. And like you think that your mother's not much. I mean, you think she's immortal. You don't see your dad too much, but the entire time on this day trip with your dad, you're seeing him take out giants. And if you go back and read um, the stuff in the codex that's written from his perspective, I think it does put into context a little bit about where he might perceive things and how he feels now. Like, I know that I'm my dad, so to speak, and I've watched my dad do all these things, and up until this point in the game, there's been absolutely no repercussion for my dad's attitude. So why should I have that? Because I'm him. And I think that's the bad side of parenting. I think that's the, the reality is, is that your kids are constantly watching and making judgments, whether they're good or bad. And I mean, I'm going way too deep into this, obviously over a fucking video game. But for me with Atreus, yeah, it bothered me that he was acting that way. Probably the same way it bothered my parents when I wouldn't stop wearing Jinkos. And, and I mean, he, yeah, he says a line, you know, like we're gods, we can do what we want. And yeah. at multiple times, Kratos said, oh, we do as we please. Yeah. And so he was just taking things that he had said up until that point, yeah. compounding it. Like when he, when he snaps on, um, not Brock, the other dwarf, you know, he, he could obviously see how frustrated his dad was. Well, I mean, there was a time that he. Yeah, and Jude was doing this adorable thing where he would act like he was tripping. And like, oh no, I tripped. And he'd just fall down like out of thin air whenever we were hanging out. And like he did that a few times. I'm like, that is hysterical. Because I mean, it, it was really, really funny like how dramatic he was being about it. And you're like, oh, well, I did it one time. And now he does it all the time. And I mean, that's what you told me whenever that happened with you guys. And so... It's one of those situations where, like, it's not too far-fetched for me to believe that a kid uh, is super impressionable by somebody that they, they look up to. I, I get that. It, it's still just that it, it snapped so extreme back and forth over, over the course of the game that I, I it didn't feel believable to me. Sure. I, I, I understand that kids pick up things from, from their parents, from external factors, and, and use that, but... Atreus had been one way for so long in the game, and he learns this one piece of information. And, and yeah, it's a big piece of information that he's uh, he's a deity uh, of some kind. And it, but it, it just immediately changes him. Like it's it doesn't it doesn't even give him a chance to go like, oh man, what does it really even mean to be a god? He's just like, oh cool, and then he becomes a dick. And yeah. then yeah. after that, when he uh, gets sick. And Kratos uh, goes and saves him, and and all that stuff. And and I guess he does he overhear Kratos and Freya talking about 
how he well uh, that's how it starts right mm-hmm. that's how that's why he has to tell him he's a god because at first he gets all uh just really sullen about it uh of right. like he he thinks that his dad doesn't want him which it feels like he's been thinking that the entire game so far up to this point because kratos was never there and, right. and kratos treats him like shit in his opinion and uh and so I don't really know what changed. I, I don't know. It just it felt like he was going for some extreme mood swings, and and maybe that's just because this is a video game script, and and I have to give it some leeway on that. But well, I will people, say though, the way that he crazy. handles news at the end of the game is pretty cool too. Like it, it shows is. some growth in that character, I think, comparatively. Yeah, I, I think he eventually gets back to a person. Yeah. And and that's good, but there's just this time in the middle where I, I feel like it snaps wildly, and it just it was it, it threw me way off, and it just made the game feel weird, you know, in a way to me, and and it wasn't it wasn't that enjoyable at that time. Um, you, you did mention the codex, so let's kind of wrap this up because we yeah. do have a lot of other games we want to talk about, but the codex is the best part of this game by far. It's the best codex in video games by far. It's so I good. Mean, Having everything written in Atreus's voice, and, oh my God, man. and just written like a journal that he is keeping, is awesome. And I it, know other games tried this in the past, but the way it, this game it, has yeah, sketches and how it fills in information over time, and how it has little editorializing by Atreus at different points, it's it's fantastic. It wants. I want this to be a graphic novel so fucking bad with. Like his perception, like being told from his perspective, and having some of those codex pages with some really cool art. Like, I mean, the game's awesome. I don't really need this, but the fan of me wants to have more of that. But I, I agree with you, and I would go as far as you are too. Like it, I very rarely read codex when I'm playing games. Like, but I was very compelled to go back in and read and look at this and check it out because it was just such a, a rich layer of lore and storytelling. Like it was, it's fantastic. So, Johnny, I heard from you, or we heard from you, uh, where mm-hmm. this game currently is in 2018. Yeah. Chase, is this in your current iteration of your top ten? Probably, but that's more by default than anything else. Sure. I, I don't know if there have been ten games that I'm even excited about that have come out in 2018. So, I this is this has to be in there. Yep. This is going to end up being the Horizon Zero Dawn area for me and in fact it's going to be like that for you too it sounds like where it's a game that you love and one that i think is fine yeah and uh as i've gotten to know you and you've gotten to know me i think we can start to kind of fill each other's list out for one another (coughs) so i i think outside of johnny giving us an update uh for our listeners i'm going to try really hard not to talk about this game until the end of the year um unless something big comes out between then and now which i highly doubt if you Uh, could just not talk for the rest of the year? About I will anything? say, I, I want to check out and chase, I think you should too, the photo mode uh, drop today. Uh, well, that's going to be hard because I already deleted off my hard drive. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I, I needed space for other things that we'll, we'll talk about. So, um, cool. Well, Chase, I see another game on here that is uh, a coming-of-age game as well. And I'd love to, I'd love to hear an update on uh, A League of Their Own. <laughs> uh, yes, you mean Butterfly Soup. That's the one. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I finished Butterfly Soup. It it really didn't have that much left to it uh, when I had stopped playing it. I, I think it took me maybe 
like three and a half hours or so. And and I think that was because I was just kind of luxuriating in, in the writing and, and making decisions. You don't even really make that many decisions in this game. I think I was just kind of uh, laying around in it and not jamming through it like you, you could. I, I think this game could easily be two and a half hours if you if you really were trying. Okay. Um, but it was it was fun. It, it, the writing got a little less believable. It was a little silly in in some places. A little too and, fan fictiony. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But it still rung relatively authentic over the course of the game, and it was it was a lot of fun. I, I had a great time with it, and it's it's really it's really more of a visual novel than anything. The choices that right. they give you are are very small and don't really matter like at one point you kind of get to choose the name of the the soft of the baseball team that you're on and it comes up once and that's it so okay. like your, your choices don't really matter but they they help to flesh out the world of the story and and the story is the story's fun i i enjoyed it a lot would you recommend one of us playing this game um I don't know. Like neither of you guys are super huge baseball fans, so uh, like you're not going to get a ton out of that part of it. Right. Um, what about being and, a big anime fan, which I am? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think this game is particularly anime at okay. all. It's just got kind of a, a manga art style to it. Okay. And and also neither of you guys are lesbians, and and neither am I. But um, fair. But all I, fair, I all fair statements. There was something I got out of this where I I just thought it was a, a nicely told story, okay. and and it had it has some nice art. I, I like the way that uh, Brianna Lee uh, I miss I said Brianna Wu last week, but it is Brianna Lee. Brianna Lee. Um, I, I like the way that she's taken real photographs and then taken them into Photoshop, and and I think it's more than just using filters, but she's kind of painted over them, so you can clearly tell that they are they used to be real photos and you can even pick some of the things I, I remember saying last week that I could clearly say like oh that's Pablo Sandoval from the Red Sox and it's just kind of blurred out enough so that you can't really tell but you still can kind of tell uh, it was good it, it's uh, I thought I was going to be given a choice near the end of the game like this is going to turn into kind of a dating game at some point <laughs> and, and I'd, I'd end up uh forming some more of a relationship with one of the girls on the team but it has a story to tell and it's going to tell that story it is a little weird that it feels like you have a main character and you half the game is kind of about her and then it there's two other characters that are that are definitely part of the game they're in there there's people that are talking to the main character and then the game goes, oh, well, now you're going to play. Play, again, is, is kind of a misnomer. It's just sure. reading through text of their perspective. But you kind of become the other character for a tiny bit, and then you become another character for a tiny bit. And it, it felt weird that you switched perspectives. Uh, maybe it's just something that gives you a, a different view on, on the story. But... Uh, it just kind of tells the story that it wants to tell and then it ends okay. and it's it's nice but i i thought for sure as this game was going on like oh well i i'm gonna get to choose who who i like here and and it doesn't do that and that's fine because okay. I, I think the story that they tell is pretty cool 
Nice, man. Yeah, Butterfly Soup. Uh, it's whatever you want to pay for it. It's on itch.io. It's pay what you want. Um, and it's a short game. There's there's one thing about Period Blood that was a little rough to get through, but once you got through that, the rest of it was just fine. Was it the beginning of Carrie, basically? Uh, no, not really. It was... <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. I will not okay. spoil it for you guys. Yeah, please uh, don't. Used in a funnier way, but it still kind of grossed me out similar. just a little bit. Johnny, I'm going to talk a little bit about one of the games I've been playing. I'll circle back to, to you since, you know, there's not a whole lot here. What have you been up to? Sure. You've been transitioning. We get it. Um, <laughs> I've, I've made some pretty good uh, progress on the Swords of Ditto. Uh, still really like that game. I'm going to play it uh, co-op. I think I need to play that game co-op to get a, a better read on where it might land as far as like my overall enjoyment. Uh, you need to invite one of us over. I know. I, I can't. Yeah, confirm. we can hang out now. I know. Uh, I can confirm what you asked the last time we talked, Chase. Uh, if you do die, the toys that you've previously acquired, you have to buy back. Mm-hmm. Which, yes, that is super frustrating and a bummer, but you don't always need all of them. And so, like, if I know I, there's one that I like quite a bit, like, I might grab that. And uh, as you progress into the game, acquiring the funds and resources to get those back is pretty easy. Uh, it's harder the first. If you don't buy something back after you die, and then you die again, is it lost forever? Or is it always going to be available a, to buy? It's a toy shop, from what I've seen. Like, it's, okay. it's there. Like, there's a, the town always has, like, a, a toy shop as a sticker shop. And the sticker shop is essentially like your your move set. So like, uh, if you want to have like a spinning blade attack similar to what you had uh, in Zelda, you can buy a sticker that lets you do that. So still playing it. It's really fun. Um, great art style. Like it a whole lot. But maybe it, was it looks neat. I want to try it out. Yeah, I think I really do think that that you and Jude and maybe even you and Misty could have a lot of fun with that game, especially with the the co op stuff that happens with it. Well, I need to buy another controller for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some truth there too. Because it's PS4 only, right? Uh, at this time, PSE. Man, hopefully, okay. fingers yeah. crossed, they bring it to the Switch because that's where it really will shine. Why uh, can't every game be on the Switch, guys? That's a that's good a question. Asked a number of times. Um, so after playing God of War, I was wanting to do some palate cleansing stuff outside of Swords of Ditto and all that. Like I just wanted to to get back to something a little bit more light and fresh. There's a game I'd heard really great things about for iOS that came out called Oddmar. I decided to give that a a shot. Um, This is a platforming side-scrolling game. It is very similar uh, as far as movement and and I guess even like world builds to like a Rayman game. Um, If you've played any of those. Sorry, Rayman? Uh, like what, everybody loves Raymond. What's his name? <laughs> Rayman. Rayman. Not, not Dustin Hoffman and Deborah. not the guy with a sitcom, but the guy that lives between those two. Right? Not Rayman. Dude, his parents live across the street. I don't know. Painful to listen to. Uh, so regardless, it plays like one of those. Um, it is. For you, Chase, a lot more uh, lore and mythology driven of the Norse mythology. So you play as a Viking named Admar. Uh, you eat this magical mushroom that uh, allows you to jump a little bit higher and have some other other gifts um, with it. But you are 
looking for the rest of your Viking clan as they've all disappeared. And as you're doing it, you encounter some of these people you mentioned earlier. The game has amazing graphics. Bar none, probably the best graphics I've seen on uh, an iOS game. Like, very lush, some hand-drawn stuff that's great. Good sense of depth. Uh, nice soundtrack, too. Supports uh, a controller. Also has some pretty easy-to-use on-screen touch controls if you are, you know, stuck in a spot to use that. But this is a game that is mm-hmm. $5. Um, if you are looking for something to, to pass the time that is easy. I mean, it's a very, very easy game. Like, there's not a whole lot of... Um, complexity to it but it's it's not too dissimilar from a Donkey Kong in the sense that each level there's a few big coins you need to grab you're collecting um, a, is there a funky mode there there is not a funky mode I'm out uh, at this time but you can upgrade uh, your gear like you go from a sword to a hammer to a spear and you can buy those with coins you get in the game there's a vendor that's at the beginning of each level and lets you know like hey I got I can upgrade your shield. I can upgrade um, upgrade your weapon. So it's it's really neat. I, I, you guys should definitely take a look at the design of it because it's it's really impressive. But uh, only on the App Store right now. Uh, it is an iOS exclusive at this time. <laughs> they all kind of feel like they're exclusives to iOS. <laughs> who's, who's using Android? Yeah. Right. Um, Alternatively, uh, Rayman Legends is the PS Plus free game this month. So if you want to play an actual Rayman game, that's what about available. a Rayman game? Uh, nope, no Rayman games. Okay, Rayman Legends. That's what I'm I'm holding out for. Uh, so Johnny, speaking of approachable things, yeah, you're playing Minecraft again. A little bit. Why? A little bit. What brought you back uh, to this? Because the hell on earth that was my life of having to watch my son play Hello Neighbor for eight weeks finally came to an abrupt end when he said, Dad, I think I'm getting tired of Hello Neighbor. And I wept for joy. <laughs> and he said, let's play Minecraft. I was like, okay, all right, yeah. yeah. This this seems right. You're five now. This is the age and when a little switch goes off in your brain and you only want to be into Minecraft. So, uh, it's mainly been a lot of me having Jude explain how different mods work, which we're playing on the Xbox, so we can't install mods. And he keeps telling me, uh, he asked if my new job could be working at the mod store for Minecraft. (laughs) So I'm assuming that he's watching a lot of YouTube, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's you know that's how he figured out he he just he built a uh, an ender uh, a nether portal. Just really? yeah, he loaded up the game and it's like oh shit, how'd you do that? He's like oh I watched it on YouTube. So he's got it all figured out, man. He um he switches back and forth between creative and survival mode. So he'll give himself a bunch of diamonds or something and then switch to survival mode because he also wants to collect. It's, he's a weird kid. Um, but it, I haven't really had a chance to, to build anything because he has like five different worlds that he's playing in and uh, we have a Fallout theme and an Adventure Time theme 
and we just kind of bounce back and forth between those. So whenever we're playing together, usually what I do is just dig a, dig a big old hole, fill it with TNT, and blow it up. And that's basically how I've been spending my time in Minecraft. But it's been <laughs> it's been fun. It's it's always nice playing games with him. Uh, it's cool seeing him learn the systems and the game and, and you know figure stuff out and teach me things that I didn't know about Minecraft. Um, so yeah, he um, he's way into it, yeah. and that's between it's, that and God of War. That's something to get into. I I yeah. uh, I don't know if I need to buy it for a third or fourth time at that point in time to play with you on the Xbox when there is an update that's supposed to be coming that will allow iPhones, iPads, Nintendo Switch, PC, Xbox to all play together. I believe that would require a Realms subscription. But if I'm not that, mistaken. Isn't that tied into Xbox Live? No, it's not. No? Okay. It's 10 bucks a month. Okay. Well, um, which if he if this trend continues, if he keeps getting into it, I may eventually sign up for that, but right now we're just playing local. Yeah. And you're doing two you're doing a split screen, right? <laughs> Yep. Chase, you still have not played Minecraft, right? Nope. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders is like the closest thing you got to it, I think. Yeah. 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 Do you want to? Do you want to get it on your Xbox and play with Johnny nope. and Jude? No. <laughs> if if I if I play Minecraft, I'll play a lot of Minecraft, and I am not ready yeah. to make that sort of commitment. That's another life. reason why I just go and blow stuff up because I know if I start working on something, I'll find myself playing it. Another Doom Doom Tower two point yeah, that that's why uh, Dragon Quest Builders was intriguing to me is that mm-hmm. it was the Minecraft stuff, but it was built into a story mode. So I thought, oh well, this will have an endpoint. Minecraft is a story mode. It, it does. <laughs> I I own episode one of that because it was free at one point. And sure, there you go. No more excuses, Chase. So, so Johnny, Come are on. you gonna let your yeah, son I, yeah. play another game on the same level of Hello Neighbor? Or is that like, are you gonna put your foot down? going forward what what's that if jude comes home and hello neighbor 2 comes out is that a yes you can play it or no we're not doing this again yes of course i'll yes he can play hello neighbor 2 okay as much as i don't want to support those people uh those shitty developers who keep porting into other consoles before they fix their broken fucking game uh anyway yes go on no Uh, it's just yeah fair that's all um, okay. Anyway, is this the time that we talk about Destiny? Is that what this is? No, can I... no we got okay. other things to talk about. I mean, we can talk about Destiny really quick. I don't care, Chase. Re- really quick. Yeah, let's talk about Destiny. Sure, why not? Like Johnny, you picked a great time to come back to the podcast because new Destiny DLC just dropped. Yeah. So that's what we get to talk about now. I I heard that the strikes are basically the same levels from different strikes only arranged slightly differently or something uh, i don't know uh they they yeah. raised the the level i mean they raised the level cap for everything at this point okay so strikes are harder now okay and, and we haven't done a strike since the the dlc came out because we tried one and we got smoked yeah, and went I mean, oh <laughs> this is like 10 levels higher than we are right now i guess we'll come back to this when we're stronger so uh, why, guys? Why? 
because it's a new expansion. This is yeah. Warmind. This is a a new a second story or a, a second expansion to Destiny Two. This adds story missions. This adds a new planet. This adds tons of new stuff. This is season three, uh, and and there is a lot of stuff. Now we've we've only had it for is this a couple the young days. Sheldon of Destiny expansions. I I would not be able to tell you yes <laughs> or no. I don't know. <laughs> Um, it's okay let's get some stuff out of the way first Uh, the story stuff is is criminal it's fucking garbage is what it is Uh, I I don't think it's garbage I think what's there is decent but it's short and doesn't allow itself enough time to really simmer we didn't even know that we were at the end boss yeah yeah. (laughs) that was was bad It like literally just goes. Oh, by the way, here's who you're fighting. Yeah, I don't. I didn't pick the expansion up for the story by any means. I picked it up to have more missions to play through to progress my character and to have some new shit added to it. Like, like when Chase and I hit that, like I had a relief. I was like, okay, cool. Now we can get into the shit that we like. The strikes. We'll do the patrols. We'll do the weekly stuff with that. Like those are the things that. Because the like it's hard really to play a narrative with another person because there's always going to be like. The cutscenes that you're trying to listen to and you're talking to each other, it's just a little awkward. Yeah, I will I will definitely go through the story mode with a second character just to hear it all by myself. Mm-hmm. But even even with Bobby and I playing it at the same time, it, it, it just is short. That's that's all there is to it. it. There aren't that many missions for it. It ends really abruptly. Uh, it just it could have used a few more missions to help some build there's no yeah. build to it it just kind of happens and it has some new mechanics in it that are okay that are that are kind of interesting but it overall it's 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 kind of whatever um the the new planet well newish planet it's mars which was a, a planet you could go to in, oh, in oh, Destiny hey. One. but this is a completely different area of mars it's a it's it looks completely different from what you recognized from the first Mars. Yeah, there's a lot of ice in this place. Uh, There's a... It's not really a new enemy type. It's still the Hive, Mm -hmm. but they're Frozen Hive, and they have some different attributes in the way they play. There are a couple of new units for for this Frozen Hive. Like, there's one with a shield that's similar to the the Mm -hmm. Phalanxes from the Cabal that have their shield, but... uh, these shields can be broken. They're physical shields that you can break with any weapon. And those guys also carry swords, so they try to run up on you. And and they're kind of like knights, so they, they take a, a fair bit of damage, too. And then there's also a new sniper class, and fuck snipers in that game. Yeah, that game has too many snipers already, and then they added more snipers. One thing that's neat about those snipers, though, um, is there's some... They're essentially like a, a beam rifle, almost, that they're hitting you with. And so uh, there's some artifacting and hazing uh, that, like, is charging up on your screen. So, like, as they're targeting you, your screen starts to go purple. So you know, like, okay, fuck, I'm getting, I need to get out of here. And unfortunately, you don't have a whole lot of time after you see that. It's kind of like the Scions with their, their mm-hmm. laser beams. Uh, the, you know, they put the laser sights on you, and then you know they're that a sniper shots coming but still there it feels like there are too many enemy snipers in that game and and they added more um go ahead okay there's uh there is some stuff though there there's some new uh 
<laughs> new, old uh, public events. There's now a Defend the Warsat thing that, that definitely was in a lot of Destiny 1 players' uh, memories. Um, but they, they have a new set of public events that you can do on Mars. There's uh, a whole host of new weapons and armor that you can grab. I think there is a new strike. We, we haven't seen it yet, but that's uh, that's in there. And then there's also this horde mode kind of event that's a, a public event that you can start whenever. So when you, you complete the game, you get these objects. I'm not sure how you get them. I think they just kind of pop up randomly when you're doing things. And they allow you to activate one of these things that's in the world, and it will start this big event where a bunch of hive just start coming out of the woodwork. And they're hard. Yeah. They, they start hard. And there's a big 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 scale of, of difficulty here yeah uh, a big scale of difficulty and a lot of enemies there's mm-hmm. just a ton of them which uh for my class the hunter which uses the the arrows and having my orpheus rig pants that allow me to get my super back when i get a lot of enemies on the with an arrow um i get my arrows back all the time and it's fucking awesome uh so that part is super cool but there's a really strict time limit for this kind of horde mode you need to clear out enough hive to get this second condition to start and the second condition is that you have to go to a certain part of the map and destroy some crystals and then you have to come back to that first part and clear out some more hive for this big boss to get there and the big boss has a ton of health and if you can kill the boss before the time limit ends then uh oh well bobby and i were never able to have that happen because the boss Mm -hmm. just has a lot of health and we always ran out of time i did have it happen for me once when i was playing today uh, I had a team of people who got through it, and then it says, hey, go to the next one, and it says level two. So uh, it gets harder. Hmm. Uh, we didn't we didn't get through the, the second one. Did you get any gear from that got, first wave? Nope. Really? <laughs> no rewards whatsoever. So did I don't you, know uh, what it is to get any rewards out of that thing, but that's Did you get the hand cannon that we saw? I did. Yeah. I did, yeah. You get the hand cannon after a couple of missions after the, the main story stuff. And then that leads to a bunch of other what's, side mission things. What's the weapon get. type? They're, they're calling is it Surf or Seraph or something like that? Like they're calling that a, a particular type of yes, weapon. Yes, uh, yeah, Seraph weapons. Yes. I, those are just the the war war mind looking yeah. weapons that have all that stuff on it. And I believe that leads you to getting the sleeper simulant, which mm-hmm. is a, a big fusion rifle that was in Destiny One. That's that's. Johnny, I, I don't think there's enough here to make you want to be like, oh, i got to get a copy of Destiny again. I really don't. No. Um, <laughs> like it's, no. It's, there, are some it's, cool, there are some cool new weapons. There's some mm-hmm. cool new exotics. There's some cool old exotics. The best gun the best gun in Destiny, in my opinion, the, the Soros regime, is Same. back. Did you get and, it yet? And, nope, didn't get it yet. Haven't gotten any new weapons. In fact, <laughs> any new exotics uh, other than the one you get at the end of the, uh, the story. Uh, which I don't really like, so I'm not using it. Man, I got uh, super excited. Yeah. I got a exotic um, from Cade tonight for doing the Nessus shit, mm-hmm. and as the exotic popped up, it was this beautiful red and white auto rifle, and I was just like, fuck, I got it. And it was goddamn <laughs> sweet business again. Uh-huh. And that business yeah. was not sweet. Uh, it was yeah. bad business. That's what it was. So... So the there's a new level cap now, a new a new level cap and a new light cap. So 
there there will be weeks of playing Destiny again and, and going through and seeing what's new. We'll see what happens on Friday if there's any new Trials of the Nine yeah. stuff that gets added. Well, I hope you guys um, have fun. Yeah, I, I bet we will. I mean, there's, Amazon there's still had it more stuff. for ten bucks to add on to your cart. The same. I'm not buying Destiny two again. <laughs> not gonna uh, happen. Cool. But it, it's a fun thing. It's a fun thing just to hang out and continue playing. And now mm-hmm. they've given us a reason to. Cool. I think I think once we collected all the exotics at one point from from Destiny two and then the expansion, we just got to a point where it's like, why are we even playing this anymore? Mm-hmm. And now there's that reason to play. There's stuff to get. There's we have goals yeah. again. And that's will there be to play with somebody? Will there be a a Taken King? Size expansion for this in the fall. Uh, I, I, I think that's am, what they expect this to be. Yeah, really. And okay, I think that that's what these real expansions are. Uh, they're not the live, the live stuff like getting Sparrow Racing or something like that. Although Sparrow Racing has not come to Destiny Two yet. Uh, well, they did. So for for Vanilla Destiny, they did the House of Wolves, and they did um, the Dark Below. The Dark Below, which. Like in theory, those both gave quite a bit more, and so looking at this, like I think the Taken King was a huge update to the second one, like massive. Yeah, but but also the Taken King was about fixing a lot of stuff that happened mm-hmm. with Destiny. That House of Wolves and Dark Below were well, we need to put out some more content, but we can't really fix the stuff that we think is broken, so we're just going to kind of keep adding stuff to it. Right. And Taken King really changed a lot of how Destiny was a reset. 1. Big I, I think that Bungie has a better idea of how to make Destiny and to make it in a way that people will enjoy it. So I don't think a thing like Taken King that completely disrupts the way the game plays is something they need. I think it's making these expansions. I mean, there might be a slightly more substantial one from a story perspective. That's more what like, I was talking about. Yeah. I, I can see that happening, but also I think they've balanced it out relatively well of, hey, we know the kind of changes we're going to make. We're going to give you a chunk of story, but we're also going to give you uh, the things that you're kind of looking for out of a Destiny 2 experience yeah. for those Destiny 2 players. I mean, if you look at like what could be next, like Osiris is back. Um, this new chick's back that has Rasputin access. Mm-hmm. Rasputin's alive and pretty fucking wild. Rasputin. And so now you essentially have all these pieces out there to where, like, who knows where the fuck the story's going to go next on a bigger scale. But, uh, yeah. And and one of the most fun things for me, like, if, if you are a Destiny 2 player who hasn't played Destiny 2 in a while... There is stuff for you right off the bat. Like mm-hmm. they've they've made some pretty significant tweaks to the way some some of the current exotics work. Like not just getting new stuff, but uh, Bobby and I have both been enjoying the changes they've made to a gun called Graviton Lance Ooh. that initially was a pulse rifle, shot this three round burst, and the third shot would be powerful. And if that you killed with that third shot, it would make the enemy explode and it seemed cool and it just never really worked well in practice. Mm-hmm. Now they've uh, shortened it to a two round burst. So you get more of the really powerful shots more often and they've changed the way the explosion stuff works to make it more effective. And it's actually 
one of the most fun ga- fun guns in the game, in my opinion. I mean, now. It, it, it is an ad killer, man. Johnny, I know you don't give too much of a shit, but we were in this area where there's a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of, of ads, and it just creates this chain reaction, and it sounds really neat. It's a very cool-looking gun, and to Chase's point, it's a gun that I kind of wrote off and you know, blew the dust off of, so to speak. And, and there's it. another gun, the tractor cannon, which is this weird-looking shotgun that wasn't really that great in in a vanilla Destiny 2. Like it, it didn't do a lot of damage. Uh, it had a weird fire to it. It just it was weird. Mm. And now they've given it this suppression ability. So now, it, not only is it a pretty strong shotgun, they've they've uh, made the damage a little bit better too, I believe, but it now has some extra benefits to using it in different situations. So it's they, they've made some smart tweaks to make all the weapons feel better. They, they're not uh, they're not nerfing weapons. They are buffing other weapons, mm-hmm. and it, it makes the whole game feel good. You feel really powerful in this mm-hmm. game for, for the most part. So I'll, I'll, I'll continue to play this for a bit. Um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of in an impasse right now between some big games and uh, this they, they know when to do their updates, I'll say that much, because they know they got to strike while the iron's hot. So, um, Chase, what I'm going to do really quick is uh, kind of condense two games I want to talk about uh, to button up my yep. what you've been up to, and then we'll let you bring us home there on that segment. Uh, you talked on the last episode about downloading uh, some of the old Xbox original Star Wars games. Yeah. Uh, I thought that sounded like a great idea, so I did the <laughs> same thing, and I downloaded KOTOR, KOTOR 2, and Jedi Academy, and um, Jedi Academy I talked about last week is a really fun game, but I decided that I wanted to start up KOTOR 2 uh, with the hope that you would be doing the same thing, and maybe we could... Oh, I'm so jealous. I, I need to make that happen. Uh, I got Destiny 2 is kind of the game that I'm playing a lot right now, and, and will be playing for the foreseeable future, but... Uh, I I dream of going back to playing both KOTOR games. Yeah, man. So uh, that game's still... I need to play both of those, man. Uh, so I mean, you can get both of those games right now for $17. Uh, yeah, I, I started uh, KOTOR on my phone and put like four or five hours into it, but I just... The touchscreen controls... The yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, I'll say this much. The uh, and, and Johnny... Not that a game like this really matters to have it there, but they they do a pretty good job of some super scaling stuff with this. Like, like the game looks pretty good for being an original Xbox game running on a current gen system. Uh, load times are super fast on it. I remember them being forever on these games, and they're they're very very quick, which is great. But man, that's a, that's a good game. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. I'm going to be doing uh, a dual wield. With that, with a high level, uh, I'm probably gonna go dark side. I think, like, I yeah, I don't think I've done dark side in those games, so I I think this is the time for me to to really yeah. let out my fifth when I play these games. Hell yeah! Uh, I mean, there's gonna be sand, there's gonna be burning legs, like it's gonna be bad. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be real bad. Um, so I'm playing that. I'll continue to do that uh, in between shit, as you know, Chase. That we're all playing with Destiny and other things. But I am here to say I went back on my word. And I got a game that I was going to wait to get till uh, around holiday time. Uh, I got Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for my Switch. And that is a fun-ass game, man. Like, Donkey Kong, it makes its way back onto this podcast once again. 
fucking Donkey Kong Country rules. And this is such a uh, polished version of that. And some of the the cool things they've done by bringing in new attributes to the way that your companion character acts and works. So I'll just put it out there for you, Johnny. I don't want to disappoint you too much. I wanted to play this as pure as I could for the first time, so I'm not playing it as uh, Funky Kong. I'm playing this as Donkey Kong. We all make bad choices. It's fine. They kind of they, so the game does two things. Uh, I've noticed one when you do the Funky Kong, or if you're, you're lining that up, they're pretty much telling you, "Oh, hey, you can go over spikes." Essentially, like I don't want to say they say train wheels, but it's like a, a very easy way to play the game. Like he's yeah. just overpowered as fuck. And so the other thing is, um, these games were were pretty difficult back in the day on Super Nintendo. Like there was some challenge to it, uh, some of the repetitiveness and pattern mapping when you're doing some jumping and all that shit. If you die a handful of times on on this, like there's a level that I was going back and I was trying to get all the the K O N G letters. I was trying to get all the extra bananas and whatnot, and I kept dropping and. and falling and the screen came up and goes hey we only have a good time we've already unlocked the next level for you uh it's there if you want to skip this and go to it um so they they really do encourage just playthrough on it uh it does have co-op which the switch it's done really well you can do it on tabletop mode you can do it on tv uh, dock mode as well you can play the game with two joy cons you don't need a whole lot else besides that um they've done some really neat things so that I didn't play... I mean, I played all the Super Nintendo Donkey Kongs. I didn't play any uh, beyond that. Um, that was... Well... There was one I played on the 64. The one that... Donkey Kong 4? There was something with Donkey Kong on the 64 I played. Okay. Well, Kong was a, a 3D platformer that was Donkey Kong 64. That was kind of like Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. No, I, I played that. Because that's the one that you got, like, the weird banana, like grip for your 64 controller i i didn't play it i i think that was one of the games that required the expansion pack and i yeah, never had a actually, expansion pack before. that's the it came with it that's how i got one okay yeah so i played on the 64 but i haven't played anything since the 64 so this is my first one since then um, well, i think it's the first one they've made since well they they made donkey Kong country returns for the week okay equal to that this game's really good guys um johnny i'll say it again like i think this is a game that jude could could easily uh, pick up for the Switch. Um, I think. Yeah, I'll that, probably get it at some point. Yeah, I, I mean, do you need to buy this game at sixty dollars? Probably not. I had a few games I could trade in to help out with it. If this was like a thirty to forty dollar game, which who the fuck knows when that'll happen with Nintendo? <laughs> it's it's worth <laughs> grabbing. Uh, Chase, I mean, I don't know how you feel about these types of games, but I think from what we've talked about with Donkey Kong Country, it it should be on your radar. Yeah, I, I don't love the way Donkey Kong games play, uh, just mechanically, physics-wise. Uh, we have talked about the way the, uh, the Super Nintendo games looked, and yeah. I, I still think there's something pretty cool about that art style, even if it hasn't necessarily aged very well in the public opinion. Um, but I played, I, I played some of Donkey Kong Country Returns on the Wii and thought it was fine, but not really my cup of tea. So I... I'm going to wait for Nintendo to announce other good Wii U platformer games that I uh, would like sure. to play, like uh, Super Mario 3D World. That's that's a game that I never played on my Wii U, and God damn it, do I really want to play that on a Switch. That yeah. would be a great game. Well, this is another game that, 
you know, we're talking about getting together and hanging out like on Wednesday nights or whenever, um, it'd be easy for me to bring this and have you check it out and play sure. it. So, um, yeah. I, at this time, it's, it's on my top 10, uh, kind of by default, like you got a war thing. Like I, I could see it making the cut just based off of some, I think I'm on most of world three right now. Um, again, I haven't played the co-op stuff, but the world builds are really interesting and the gameplay is fun and engaging. So it could be there of all time. Uh, it's not, yeah, we're going to get into that, but it, it'll probably be there too. Uh, Chase, mm-hmm. you like baseball. I do like baseball. Uh, I've been playing a number of baseball games this year. Uh, butterfly soup doesn't really count, but it is about baseball. Um, I've, been excited about the baseball season starting back in April and have gotten to go to a couple Cardinals games and just like baseball. So uh, I ended up getting MLB The Show 18 a while back and, and playing some of that. And it, it felt good. It felt fine. It felt familiar to what I played the on last year's game. And uh, thankfully, I've been staying away from any of the, the build a team with card virtual card shit that costs you a shit ton of money. I've just been playing some regular stuff that way. But it's not... Like, that game is such a simulation that it's not exactly what I'm looking for out of a baseball experience. And I thought that uh, RBI Baseball 18 that was coming out on the Switch, it's already come out to a couple other platforms, but it's supposed to be coming out on the Switch this month. Uh, I thought that might be the game I'm looking for, something a little bit more arcadey. And then this other game showed up, the the Super Mega Baseball Two. I, I just, just downloaded that. It. Yeah, it's yeah. it's free this this month for Xbox users, so you can buy it right or download it right now. Uh, and I would suggest that you do because it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, the, this game showed up and was like, "Hey, we're not we don't have the MLB license. We've we've built a game before that that had some good ideas, and and we're making another one, and we're really going to get it right this time." And I ended up giving it a shot. It's out on PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. Uh, again, this would make a great Switch game, and it's not there. And that's sad. But uh, but yeah, I, I ended up downloading this on Xbox to just try it out. And I played a couple games and was really enjoying it. So then I ponied up $30 to buy the PS4 version so I could play it on a console I actually enjoyed playing on. And uh, this this game's awesome. It's It's super fun. It's... I think it hits exactly what I'm looking for out of a baseball experience. It's uh, it's it's relatively arcadey. It's really arcadey, but it has enough realism to it in the physics and mechanics that I I think it plays. I mean, it's not playing like a, a robot baseball, or it's not like King Griffey Jr. Slugfest or something like that. It has, I think, it plays a little bit more to the rules of baseball and and plays it in a in a semi-realistic way uh but the players are are weirdly proportioned and fun uh, the stadiums are all interesting and and out there it has a lot of customization with teams it has a, a set of teams that it just comes with but then you can also build your own teams and make your own logo they have a bunch of pre pre-made things that you can add in to kind of make your own logo and and team name and all that stuff uh they also have just a bunch of pre-made teams that uh pre-made custom teams so you can just kind of pick 
something to start with as a template and then change a little bit here and there. So I ended up doing that for, for my team. Uh, we are the Myth, which is a, a name that they have already. Our, our uh, mascot is a griffin, which was this <laughs> griffin thing that they had all there already. And they had uniforms already built. And I liked everything about the uniforms except for some of the colors. So I was able to change some of the colors on that. And, and now I feel like I have a pretty good uniform. But nice. I could totally build something from scratch if I wanted to. Uh, and you can change everything you want. You can go in. You can uh, just change all the players and change names and stats and uh Whatever, whatever you want. You, you can even get into the minutia of this other guy. Well, he, he has uh, wristbands and, and plays this way and, and has this kind of a swing. And uh, it's it's neat. It's it's right. just the right custom uh, right amount of customization that I'm looking for out of a baseball game like this. Uh, so what I ended up doing was because all these players, because they don't have the MLB license, they don't have any of the MLB teams or the players or the stadiums or anything like that. So I have changed the names of my players to real MLB players and <laughs> and made kind of my own team out of that. And it's fun. You can totally do it. And you can change their appearances to mostly look like the people you're trying to make. The, the options are somewhat limited in terms of what the heads look like and the skin colors and some of those things. But you can still get you relatively get close. That's neat. Yeah, and uh, and it just plays nicely. It it plays similarly to other baseball games. Like there is a, if you hit X on on a PS4, that is your contact swing. You're you're just swinging to make contact and trying to get a kind of regular base hit out of the deal. And then square is your power hit, and that's just the same way that it happens on on a MLB the show. The difference is that they've added in some extra features that that kind of make it a little more nuanced in my opinion. When you do a power swing, you have to hold on square to build up power, which is something that you kind of do in real baseball if you're if you're kind of loading up to to make this big swing. So you have to worry about the timing a little bit more. Contact you just hit the button and he swings. But if you're if you're really trying to get a good swing out of it and do the power stuff, then you kind of have to to pick your spot when the pitcher is in his windup and knowing how fast he's going to throw. And, and it actually changes on depending on the, the pitch type that they're throwing. If they throw a curveball and you're not ready for a curveball, you're thinking fastball, you're thinking it's going to come in there faster, you won't be able to get a good enough swing on it. Your power will have depleted by the time the pitch gets there. So it, it's nuanced in a really fun way that feels feels like real baseball. Nice. Uh, it's it's fun. You uh, the the fielding mechanics are are pretty easy, uh, but they they work just fine. And uh, I'm I'm liking it a lot. They they even have a, a good customization for difficulty. They call it ego, where it, you can pick any number from one to a hundred or one to ninety nine, whatever it is, and each each level builds up some way from a from a kind of computer difficulty mode and i think it's within is it groups of five or maybe groups of ten that are the tiers so it kind of says hey this is for casual players this is just kind of more of an easy thing this is medium okay now you're getting a little tougher that kind of thing um i've been playing i think i'm around 30 i think 
where I've okay. been playing, which is still pretty easy. I'm I'm winning every game. I still need to bump it up, but I'm. It, it was nice to get used to the mechanics, and uh, now I just keep bumping it up a little bit at a time. You can also go in and manually say I want different ego sets for four different categories uh, for the opponents. They're hitting, they're fielding, they're pitching, and maybe their speed, I think, their base running. So you can make, you can even customize what part of the opponent you want to be difficult. Maybe you don't want them to be very good at hitting, but you want to take on a more powerful pitcher. That You can make that happen in this game. And, and it's pretty cool. It's it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of personality to it. And I think the mechanics really work quite well. And also the best part of the game is that you can literally murder people. Yeah, I've seen some stuff you put up. It's pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't share too much from my PS4, but I did share a couple of clips from, from this game. Uh, I had a couple of players hit these line drives right back up the middle and it just smacks the pitcher and the pitcher just ragdolls <laughs> in, in, in so such good. a painful looking way and they just lay on the ground for the entire play somebody else has to come pick up the ball and try to throw you out but it's oh my god it's so good and then also pitchers have well all players kind of have a fitness level and if they get injured, then they'll they'll lose fitness. You can still play with them when they're injured, but they're not nearly as effective. And you come back for the next pitch or for the next batter who comes up, and you see that the pitcher's fitness has dropped to zero <laughs> at that point because <laughs> you fucking murdered them. Oh, that's so good. Um, and and usually that's they'll so switch good. out pitchers at that point. It's oh, it's so sad. <laughs> It's, That's awesome. It's brutal. It is such an amazing animation. I I love it so much. Let's check it out. It sounds it's really fun. so good. I mean, everybody who has an Xbox should check it out because it is totally free. Uh, I think the tutorials are in there to help you get started, and the ego customization of the difficulty really really does make a difference to to make this game something that anybody could kind of pick up and and figure out eventually. Uh, but it does. It can get really hard if you bump the ego all the way up and and really really play some tough baseball. Nice it's, man, it's fun. So I, I'm going to play a lot more of this game. Here's here's what we're going to do, Johnny. Just to to fucking keep you happy, um, we're we're nearing the end yes. of the episode here. Uh, I think a, a way to look back over a hundred episodes. We've talked about a lot of games. You've made. You've made some bold statements tonight about my top five of all time. Uh, uh-huh. I don't even know if you can put anything in yours at this point in time because I, I just don't know if Hello Neighbor is really worth talking about again on the show. But I do think... Guys, let me tell you about the blue door. What's the blue door? It's something in Hello Neighbor. Let's not even get into it. Because okay. you wouldn't even understand. Your your mind could not comprehend <laughs> what is behind the blue door. That's fair. So we've got a little bit of time left in this episode. I want to end on just a... what? Where is your, ter- your top five at as of uh, the current episode 100 that we have? You mean of all time? Like, or like all time? ever? Yeah. Of all time. Okay. Mine, mine hasn't changed. Uh, mine is still Psychonauts, Portal, Pokemon Red... <laughs> 
uh, Pokemon Red or Blue, I guess. Uh, Fire Emblem Awakening and Star Wars KOTOR uh, 2. And Persona 4, Persona 4 is like a close 6, but uh, that's... Okay. It hasn't changed... It hasn't changed since uh, since Fire Emblem Awakening came out. And maybe Nintendo will give you a reason to change it this year. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So I'm holding out optimism for you, Chase. I know that Awakening is a very special game. Uh, the You have never steered me wrong on a Fire Emblem uh, recommendation. As much as we love the Switch on this show, as much as you are a gamer on the go, if there is a highly polished new iteration of Fire Emblem on the Switch, I have a hard time believing that you won't fall in love with it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I know that that I've that you've tried multiple Fire Emblem games in the past, and it sounds like you've enjoyed them, but haven't gotten through them. And I think part of that is just that they're old games at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think I think if a new one came out on Switch, and we were all having that same starting point. That uh, that you would you would be more inclined to to play it all the way through and and to or at least play more of it while while I was in that same frame yeah. of reference. That for talk sure. About it. Um, no, and I, I don't even know where my original top five is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't find it. Yeah, you I know. think we made a, a different. We were using a different service back then. Uh, I'm notes. pulling it up really quick. I might have it, Johnny. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, just off the top of my head, in no particular order. Well, they kind of have to be. That's oh, shut up. Top five. Uh, You've been gone a while, but you haven't been gone that long. Oh. Guess Ocarina of Time. Fuck, I don't know. I don't have time to think about this. I'm just going to name five video games. Ocarina of Time, Mass Effect 2, Portal... Breath of the Wild, and how many was that, four? Mm-hmm. Uh, Witcher 3. There we go. That's oh, five. Go. I got it for you. I got your top ten. Your number one was uh, Ocarina of Time. Number mm-hmm. two was Halo 3. Number three was Super Smash Bros. Melee. Number four was Pokemon Gold and Silver. Number five was Mario Kart Double Dash. And that's what All you right. have. So, so, Johnny, knowing that I think you only got one of the current five, uh, that you remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that sound? Does does that one through five, your old one through five, sound right? Or man, I don't fucking know. That's what this show's about. It's about how things have changed over the course of the show. You know, uh, de- depending on the day of the week you ask me that question, the answer oh, could be God. completely different depending and on my you're mood. You're giving me shit what a cop. about my list. So here's my mm-hmm. list for all you haters out there. Uh, this was your original list. It's because the right? top list of all time is stupid. This Who is my this I is just, my running list. Of, so right now, I'm, I'm I'm hoping to get to my top. And list. these are all games that came out in 2018. That's my goal for those of you to, listening to do that. So I'm I'm pretty good for the most part, uh, like 20 down because we've we've gone that far on the show. Um, but like trying to really work on the, some of those weird. 30s, 40s, 50s, etc. So what? So what was your top five when we first did that show? What, what was that? Our fiftieth show at that point? Uh, yeah. So uh, number one was Ocarina of Time. Number two was Super Mario World. Number three was GoldenEye. Four was Pokemon Blue, and five was Halo Two. Okay. So what is it now? It is uh, Breath of the Wild, Ocarina of Time, Super Mario World. 
Horizon Zero Dawn, and then Goldeneye. So, um, you know, I, 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 Sarah was giving me some shit looking at my list tonight, just like, oh, Breath of the Wild is your number one game, huh? And like, she was saying it because she doesn't really have a dog in the fight. But <laughs> I was, uh, it's hard, man. Like, uh, nostalgia is a very fickle thing. And I think if I really look back on some of these games, like, am I looking back on them with the fondness of when I was a child? Which I think is ultimately going to always be a deciding factor in some of these games for me. Um, but when I look at, like, experiences that I have with games and been building up to, I mean, Horizon, I, I know that I've gotten shit from you guys about that being on this list for me, this high at least, but, like, that was some of the most fun I've had with a video game in a very long time. And I think it's a really original, uh, amazing experience that I just, I loved everything about it, clearly. And so for me, like, I have my convictions, but I also have, um, I have my reasoning for why I'm doing this. I can respect that. So, so basically, what we've learned here is that uh, my top five hasn't changed. I am stable. Uh, stable. Johnny... Changes, You're a very stable changes genius. by the minute, apparently. <laughs> he can't even remember what he, he likes or doesn't like. And uh, and Bobby, you're you're somewhere in the middle. Uh, uh, Tetris, uh, Duck Hunt. Johnny, this is not you don't Ice even Climbers. Have, Johnny, you don't even have this on your unranked Cur- like you Kirby's gave, in Dreamland. You gave me twenty two games. Twenty two, which is such a weird number of games to give me. What are you talking about? I'm I'm looking at a note that we used for the episode where we talked about our top games. Mm-hmm. How how long ago was that? That wasn't fifty. That might have been. 10. That was uh, August tenth of two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, that's. I think was that was our tenth a long show. time ago. Because we did, I think we did our top ten games for our episode ten. Yeah. I think that was the point. Okay. All right. Wow. How things change. So, uh, hey, end of the year. We'll see how much my list changes. Um, <laughs> so, with that being said, Johnny, welcome back. I'm sorry this is uh, a late night for you, but it's a shorter episode, all things considered. Um, oh, it's fine. It's going to get longer, Johnny. The next few weeks uh, are going to be kind of intense for us. So, we've got mm-hmm. uh, May to get through and then... We're going to be doing our June preview right around the same time. We're going to be getting into some of our E3 prediction talks and then the E3 recaps. Um, I know I know it's going to get wild uh, this time of year. It always does. Like There was a huge leak today, I know, about games that Walmart and Canada put up that are coming out. So Yeah, Forza Horizon 5, guys. It's yeah. amazing. They're just We're skipping, skipping four. four. What? Yeah. Well, that doesn't make know. any sense. You go from an Xbox 360 <laughs> to an Xbox One, anything's It's almost possible. like that was bullshit. Yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting times, especially having the three of us back together to discuss it. Um, Chase, you run Gamers on the Go, another podcast. A, a better podcast than this one. Hi. And... Uh, <laughs> What is what is currently happening with what this? isn't a better podcast than this? That's one. a better question. That's that's <laughs> probably the best thing that you said yet, Johnny. Congratulations, you've peaked. Uh-huh. Move Thanks. on. Um, yeah, things are a little quiet right now. I know I talked about uh, a future episode I was going to do for Gamers on the Go. That's still happening. It's just trying to schedule time with uh, with the guests who are going to be on that show. So that'll that'll happen within the next few weeks. Uh, a nice. couple weeks, and uh, and I'll get that up there. 
and then yeah always always looking forward to doing new episodes always looking for different games to talk about and people to talk about them with so uh when i know more other people will know more but right now this this episode that i'm working on with uh with pierce corshane and magic air is the only one i'm picking up right now so if i wanted to get in touch with you or listen to your your show what would be the best way to do that you could go to gamersonthego.com and uh i mean we're at gotg podcast on twitter if you want to get in touch with the show uh but but yeah you can find all the episodes uh gamersonthego.com and then uh we're also on soundcloud you can you can search gamers on the go on soundcloud and find all of those episodes if that is something you prefer it's also where you can find chase's mixtape that's that's it too chase i want to be back on your show sometime we got to find a game all right we'll Uh, find one Johnny, the last time you were here, you were writing, you know, erotic fan fiction or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's going how'd on? That, how'd that? that end up? Yeah, where are you at with it? Uh, you know, I hit kind of a, a roadblock uh, with that. I've since moved on to other projects. Okay. Uh, anything you want to talk about today? Uh, I mean, as far as my writing goes, uh, no, nothing new to report. Were you going to write something for uh, Casual Hour at some point? Yeah, I was. Were you going to finish Persona Five at some point? I did finish Persona Five. Oh okay. right! Oh, you did finish Persona. <laughs> uh, well, hey, look at this. Fuck you guys. There, there might be sometime this year some more Persona games that you can play the dancing kind. Um, I don't know how long those take to beat. I'm going to dance on your fucking grave. <laughs> you should, you should I, probably. Well, play that's hey, the only dancing. The good news is you'll be dancing for a long time because you probably won't finish that either. Um, so if you wanted to get in touch with us, Wait, the best way to do I, that... You're saying I'll start dancing and I won't be able to yeah, stop? The, you'll just be Is that what you're saying? ...dancing with me forever. Um, we are the casual Is this some hour. kind of curse that's on your grave yes, that once the, I start you dancing... Like, my, you are the curse of my grave. Your spirit's going to come out and... I think um, all of us would be cursed if we had to see that. Yes. <laughs> uh, no one wants to see me if dance. If you want to hear about Johnny cursing, or if you have any... Uh, any ideas on what Dancy should be doing on my grave at this point in time, drop us a line. We're thecasualhour.gmail.com. Uh, our website is thecasualhour.com slash contact if you want to fill out a fancy form. Uh, but we are active on various social media. We are at the casual hour on all of it. Uh, we have a fun Instagram page, and we are uh, followed by a few loyal, to, loyal people on Twitter. So if you're one of them, thank you. And uh, all joking aside... Like, I just want to end on a note saying, like, it is uh, awesome to hang out with you guys and talk about games, and we've we've established some really great friendships over 100 episodes. I've got to meet some awesome people through uh, Chase and Johnny. You've you've been really supportive in making this work the best way we could when things weren't easy. Um, so I'm, I'm super appreciative of both these you guys, and uh, to have a show that I'm super proud of to tell people about. So 100 episodes is nothing that I take lightly. And to have it is fun that yeah. none of us have actually done a hundred episodes individually. I know, I know. We've all we've all missed enough time at different points. I think, weirdly enough, I probably have the most episodes. I know. We need to give you a yeah. break. You need to take a week why, off. Why aren't you running this ship, Chase? Come on. You should just take I a week off. To let me and Johnny air our dirty laundry with each other. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be the captain of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun with you guys. Um, we appreciate the listeners out there and what we've been able to, to do and talk about. Like, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back next week with 
a lot more destiny thoughts i'm sure all right i i will be <laughs> sick next week guys won't be able to make it sorry